um, really they the agents of these players that are be to be um, um, unrestricted free agents can, I guess, for lack of a better word, go into hypotheticals, uh, um, what ifs, uh, and nothing can be concrete um, prior to New York. Uh, prior to 4 p.m. New York time, clubs must exercise options for 2016 on all players who have option clauses in their 2015 contracts. Prior to 4 p.m. New York time, clubs must submit qualifying offers to their restricted free agents with expiring contracts and to whom they desire to retain a right of first refusal compensation. Now, I can go on. Um, let me let me go on before we get into these free agents. Prior to 4 p.m. New York time, clubs must submit a minimum salary tender to retain exclusive negotiating rights to their players with expiring 2015 contracts and who have fewer than three accrued seasons of free agency credit. Top 51 begins. All clubs must be under the 2016 salary cap prior to 4, four o'clock. New York time, all 2015 player contracts expire at 4 o'clock New York time. 2016 league year and free agency period begins at 4 o'clock New York time. The first day of the 2016 league year will end at 11.59 p.m. New York time. On March 9th, clubs will receive a personnel notice that will include all transactions submitted to the league office during the period between 4 p.m. New York time and 11.59.59 p.m. New York time on March 9th. Trading period for 2016 begins at 4 o'clock New York time after expiration of all 2015 contracts. So there's a lot of things that happen um, between now and March 9th, and a lot, quite naturally, what I read to you in the last several sentences that will happen or is going to happen on March 9th. Um, And the free agency um, players seems like they get more interesting as we go on and get closer to March 9th, Jeff. Quite recently, um, Raheem Moore, uh, who only had one year with the Texans, just got released. Um, Arian Foster, who's still coming back from a 2015 Achilles injury, uh, got released, uh, saving uh, several millions of dollars on the Texans' um, list. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else recently got um, released, uh, and none come to mind except for those two that, oh, that I got White. off the top of my head. Roddy White. Roddy, yes, that's, I'm sorry. You're right about that. Roddy White got released, I think it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from from the um, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, the leading receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. I think he's 34 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and for the last two seasons, um, really didn't produce uh, like the Roddy White of old. So he'll be looking for a new home. Uh, quite naturally, Arian Foster and several other uh, big-name players will be looking for um, a home. Uh, what I wanted to do this is this: um, whether they're quarterbacks, running backs, offensive, defensive tackles, um, guards, uh, uh, DBs, or, or whatever, I wanted to go down a short list of players 
that got released uh, and are looking for a new home. Uh, and it's to me. Oh, oh, how can we? Uh, I could, I'm sorry. This is worth interrupting from Super Mario Williams. Yes, you're right. And 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 that that's just about what I was going to say. I I I see some of these players, and I'm saying, how could these teams release these players um, with big contracts? Uh, I, I guess that's one of the reasons. But um, feel they they can make it up grabbing another free agent or someone that's possibly cheaper uh, through the draft uh, that can take the spot of the person. Or they have someone on the roster that think that it has the ability to make up for the person or persons that they released. So I want to go to the top 16 free agents in 2016. Now, this may not have the recent ones on here, um, but uh, we got two players right off the top, right off the top, that are from the the uh, Super Bowl champions that are um, – uh, and I'm and and both of these players, uh, in my opinion, played a key role. Maybe not in the Super Bowl, but played a key role throughout the season in helping the Denver Broncos get the record that helped them get to the Super Bowl. First guy off the top of my list, uh, and it has to do with a defensive presence on the on the Broncos is Malik Jackson. He proven himself as an impact player uh, well before scoring the first touchdown of Super Bowl 50. Uh, that's when uh, Von Miller strip-sacked strip uh, um, uh, uh, Cam Newton, and Malik Jackson picked it up, or pretty much fell on it in the end zone. Uh, he's a three-down player who can play end on a 3-4 defense or inside and a 4-3 defense. Now, I would think a player like that, it would be, let me put it this way, um, and I'm going to name a few teams, and, and Jeff, you may want to jump in here and name a, a few other teams after I put these teams out there. Um, I'm thinking a team that needs a pass rush. Uh, I'm thinking a team that needs a, a, a presence on a defensive line who can play three downs. I'm thinking uh, the New York Giants, for one. I'm thinking the um, – I'm trying. Oh, I, I can't believe it. The Denver Broncos, even though they 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 let this guy to go to free agency, uh, I'm thinking the. I'm trying to think what other team would need a defensive presence. Uh, 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 the Jets uh, definitely need uh, um, some help on a defensive line. They have strong presence, but they don't have a, a pass rush. That's the that was the problem. One of the problems with the Jets, uh, maybe the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mario Williams is no longer there. Maybe Mario uh, Malik Jackson may take the place of Mario Williams. Uh, Jeff, you have any more uh, thoughts on where Malik Jackson may want to may, may wind up? The Jets got a lot of money tied up in their defensive line, so I don't I don't see them making a, a big name signing with that. And I think isn't uh, Leonard Williams uh, coming on as a pass rusher? Um, and it's, you know, as far as playing the run, that that. Jets defensive line is excellent, and I think they're uh, they're probably going to let go with Sheldon Richardson because they like to keep him, but he's the one with the most problems, you know, uh, off the field. So they're going to let him go. I think. I'll tell you, the Giants 
They don't usually sign big-name free agents. They try to build through the draft uh, as much as they can. But uh, for the first time in a long time, they are very short on pass rushers. They might have to let uh, Jason Pierre-Paul go. I hate to see his career as a giant end like that. I feel bad for the guy, but he kind of brought that on himself. He wasn't that impressive when he came back after that uh, accident uh, last season. So I I don't think they'll go for Mario Williams, but if the Giants signed him, uh, I'll tell you, I'd I'd be smiling. I'm not not sure how many games he missed. That's one of the knocks on Mario. Remember uh, the guy who used to – well. Occasionally play for the Jets. It was that John Abraham was always missing games? You know, like mm-hmm. didn't he mm-hmm. miss a playoff game because he lost an eyelash or something? You know, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yep. Uh, yep. But uh, and that, believe me, you can't underestimate the importance of uh, being able to start and finish sixteen games. But uh, the thing is, uh, Giants for many years they try to get by with average linebackers. Sometimes it works, and they concentrate on defensive backs and defensive line in the draft, especially the pass rushers. And if the, usually they have an abundance of pass rushers, and when that works, it makes your defensive backs look good, and you get by with average linebackers. But without pass rushers, that defense was like a sieve last year. So, uh, and, and that's one of those things, you know, you want to talk about a team that's a well-run corporation, and I don't mean that as an insult, uh, it's the Packers, which coincidentally it's the only publicly held team. Um, you know, it's owned by shareholders, and they, they hire smart people to run the team. And they, as much as any NFL team, they, they build through the draft and through, uh, you know, free agents signed, you know, as rookies out of college. And uh, I think they only had last year maybe a half dozen players who had played for other teams, which, you know, in the old days was common, but in the modern NFL, that that's a very small number. But the one big name free agent they signed was Julius Peppers. Why? Right, because right. their one big need was pass rusher and they weren't going to be stubborn or whatever. It was worth it. So, and that worked out pretty well. So uh, I'd like to see the giants maybe do something like that. And you know, it, something like that, you could bring in a, a part-time guy, you know, he doesn't even have to play every down. And, right. and the Giants are a real 4-3 team, and I'm glad because when a lot of teams a few years ago would switch into the 3-4, but they didn't have the right personnel. And the the Giants, you know, they and they draft guys who are 4-3 guys because especially for your front seven, it, may, it makes a big difference. And I'm so glad they didn't hop on the bandwagon. And, and like with Mangini, with the Jets, they switched to the 3-4, but they didn't have the right personnel. So they were playing the 3-4 with 4-3 people for a couple seasons. It's like, what's the point, you know? Right. Exactly. So, uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the second one. And this stat is going to be very interesting. He's coming off the uh, uh, um, um, being part of the team and helped, really helped the team uh, when uh, Peyton Manning wasn't playing well. I'm talking about the young quarterback who's been sitting and waiting and for his chance, got part of it, played seven games, won five of them, lost two quite naturally. Uh, the only start of his four-year uh, career, and he went five and two, like I said, 
Um, he was a, a strong component of uh, – he was an efficient component of a strong team. Um, now, Denver it supposedly is in – excuse me um, – negotiations or offering whatever type of con- contract um a mid, mid um not mid level well, yeah I guess with guess that mid level uh, contract for a quarterback but there's some quarterback starved teams out there mine being one of them the Texans and I read read a couple of tweets and a couple of things from a Bleacher report that the Texans may be making a run at um, the quarter, the backup quarterback from the Broncos, which is Brock Osweiler, or it could be the Rams. Um, that um, quite naturally is another team that's uh, quarterback starved. Both these teams, the Texans and the Rams, have very good defenses, um, and one of their one of their problems that it was holding them black back. Excuse me, black holding them back. The uh, last year and years past has has been uh, the play of the quarterback position. Um, both of these teams need a quarterback. Uh, both uh, uh, speculation that uh, uh, quite naturally that uh, they're going to draft it, try to draft a quarterback in the uh, NFL draft. Uh, the owner of the Texans say we need a quarterback. We need to go out and get a quarterback. So there's a mandate from the Texans to get a quarterback, and quite naturally. It only makes common sense uh, with a good defense, decent running game, um, and I wouldn't say up and coming, but um, um, adequate wide receivers and possibly getting another decent wide receiver in the draft this year that the Rams uh, need a quarterback that's capable of more, uh, uh, capable of doing more than has been done in the past in the quarterback position for the now the L.A. Rams. So those two two, two teams that, <clears throat> off the top of my head, uh, that I could see that the um, Rams and the Texans, who have cap space to be able to try to go get a, a, a quarterback like Brock Osweiler, and he's probably the best quarterback out there that that's in free agency right now. Uh, what's your thoughts, Jeff? You know, I mean, to me it seems – I guess it's a little complicated in Denver because they're waiting for Peyton Manning to announce he's going to retire. Uh, he's not. <laughs> that, yeah, well, he, he, but, he says he, it looks like he he, he doesn't want to go away. He, he's doing a Brett. Yeah, you know, uh, to me, you know, you don't want to go out like that, you know. Uh, whatever. It's it's but another another song I'll quote. It's his prerogative though, but you know. He limped through last season. I, right. I can't imagine, and, and believe me, he limped at the end of 2014. I can't right. bear to watch this guy play another season. It's like, you know, uh, buddy, you know, you had a great career, beyond great, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, you go out with a Super Bowl. Uh, why limp through another season? And, and, and the thing is with Denver, with Osweiler, they know what they're getting. They have, you know, besides the fact he finally got to play, but they see him in practice, they see him in meetings. It's somewhat similar to uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation when he spent three years backing up Favre. And even though uh, Rodgers didn't play much, they knew he was a stud. You know what I'm saying? They were not scared that, oh, no, you know, we're going to have some schlep 
you know, taking over at quarterback for Favre. And that was the first of many Favre retirements. And this was not publicized. After his first big retirement, and, you know, they're they're ready to move on with uh, – you know, uh, Rogers and, you know, it, you know, with the mini camps and whatever, and they're really going to, you know, he's going to get all the reps and they're all prepared. And then supposedly it's like about a month after he first retired, Favre calls him up and says, I changed my mind. And it was all hush hush. And they were getting ready to announce a press conference. And then at the last minute he changed his mind. And that's when they decided screw this guy. Because then remember when he said he was coming out of retirement, they said, well, basically, well, We've gone through the mini camps with Rogers. We're going to go with him, and then they, the people thought they were being jerks. Well, hey, you can't let somebody jerk you around like that, you know. That's right. Um, That's right. And, and I think he'd been probably jerking them around for years with the retirement. So he kind of brought that on himself. And you know, hey, they and they, you know, hey, they accommodated him. They traded him to the Jets. It wasn't like they said, "Well, sit at home and rot." They're not stupid, and they put the one thing and eventually ended up there, their fear was they didn't want him in Minnesota, which is, you know, most you don't want to see, you know, your your former star quarterback with a divisional foe. If the Jets would have turned around and traded him to Minnesota, it was in, it was written into the con, into the deal. The Jets would have had to give up three first-round picks to the Packers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they put that. Because not that they had any reason to think that, but – they just wanted to be sure they I, they put it into the contract. Uh, like I said, a very well-run business, you know, because you never know. I mean, they, they, the Jets could have pulled something like that, which, you know, um, and then boom, you know, as, as they thought, Rodgers proved. I mean, I, I'm sure Favre was a little jealous because, you know, didn't skip a beat. The only knock on, on Rodgers is that, you know, he isn't as durable as far. But other than that, right, Rodgers is better. Maybe not as dramatic, but I'll tell you, that, that Hail Mary this year was like he was throwing a damn javelin. That was crazy. He, he, he's had some uh, dramatics. Uh, and, and, but, uh, but you wonder with Peyton if he doesn't want, want to go out, because unfortunately after the Super Bowl, then it comes with him with the sexual assault and whatever. And uh, but you know as horrible as that is, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, you're right about that. Yep, thing he is, is still you know, the, the, yep. I think Osweiler, he's it's the same offense. He's set to step in and play well in Denver. I mean, the knock on him is you know okay, he spent I think three years on the bench, and he only had one year as a starter in college. You know, so he he, he needs the time. But they know what they're getting with him. He moves to the Rams. It's, a, it's, a, it's still a, an inexperienced quarterback in a new system without a ton of talent. He's not going to put any butts in the seats, you know. And there's talk mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, Manning's going to, you know, Payton's going to go to L.A. So funny to say. I, I, I don't think so because if he's on the bench, he's not going to put any butts in the seats, you know. I mean, he, I mean, I don't think all of a sudden – He's going to magically get healthy, and you never get the straight story on injuries. He's got a bad neck, he's got a bad foot, and he's probably got about 20 other things wrong with him. I don't think he's going to bounce back. Sure. It's it's kind of tough with the, uh, it, when you're uh, – the injuries start mounting up and you're getting up in um, age in football, uh, football age, I should say, um, late 30s, uh, and uh, – 
you can't seem to shake these injuries as quick as when you were um, 15 years younger. So um, if it was me, and I'm not Peyton, but if it was me, and I'm, I'm, um, I just won the Super Bowl, and I won the Super Bowl mainly not because of me, uh, but because of my defense. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the handwriting's on the wall. That um, even though I, my mind says I can still do it, my body tells me no, you can't. And uh, um, as last time I know, Father Time, uh, Time. Um, has never lost out um, in the uh, telling you when your when your time is up, and it's ironic that a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback is having a hard time walking away from the game. Um, and and if you think about it, Jeff, um, this is the. Um, other than Brett Favre, this is the only other surefire Hall of Fame quarterback that is near that retirement age where where most people think he should go because his his skill level has um, dropped dramatically. Quarterback still thinks he can play uh, and still wants to hang on to the game. Um, maybe it's something in that DNA of uh, uh, that type of quarterback that has played at a high level and thinks he can still hold on uh, one more year, one more year, one more year um, before they actually realize that the mind is not, the mind is willing, but the body isn't. Uh, Maybe uh, it may happen to um, Drew Brees, um, I'm, I'm waiting to see that because he's he's up in age too, just like Tom Brady, who who just got a uh, redone contract. Um, he's up in age too. So these guys that are surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I'm not saying I'm not saying about any other position, but quarterback. Seem like it's tougher for those guys to walk away from the game um, than uh, guys that are, are like Jared Allen. Or, or, or so to speak, that just had enough. Uh, they may be able to play at a, at a high level, but their mind's telling them, um, I, I really don't want to do this anymore. Um, my, my body is is uh, is uh, telling me that it's time to go, and, and uh, I agree. Um, I got to I've got to think it's got to be something in that DNA that these guys refuse to uh, walk away from that limelight. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know. Uh... It's odd. You'd think, you know, you achieve that much, but maybe that's what makes it harder. And, uh, you know, the quarterback, I guess that's the diva, you know. I mean, people mm-hmm. say it's the wide receivers. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I'm one of these guys, you know, people always say, I remember a lot of people, uh, you might have been one of them, when you, at, you know, when, he, when uh, Peyton Manning missed uh, his last year in Indy, people were saying, hey, he should retire because of the neck injury. But it wasn't a, a neck injury where he was in danger of paralysis, so that that wasn't a consideration. Um, people thought he should have retired, but you know I always take the approach: well, uh, it's not up to me; it's up to the player and the teams. You know, um, the thing is, if there wasn't a cap, and or Peyton wasn't making so much money, maybe Denver would welcome him back. But you know, 
if they take him back, then they can't pay uh, Osweiler. Then they're going right. to have a gimpy quarterback backed up by God knows who, you know? Um, right, right, and, right. And you're really, as shown by, uh, you know, people are surprised by all the money Sam Bradford signed for. You know, all, to me, I'm at the point, hey, good for him, you know? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It's ludicrous. Hey, that's why if you got a kid, teach him how to throw the rock, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and yeah. uh you know, that's why Dallas might be interested in a quarterback. And now, I'm sure, I don't want to get ahead, but, like, uh, I, I'm scratching my head over the two big-time quarterbacks at the Combine. You got one guy who's a shotgun guy, but everything else, he looks he looks great. And the other guy's a Division two guy, which right. there have been some of those small college quarterbacks. But, uh, uh, I don't know, taking them early, that's tough. Also, some of those small college guys aren't ready right away. But, hey, another one of those guys just made some nice money for himself, Flacco, Division One AA from Delaware. So, yeah. um, you know, but the thing is, if – and, you know, uh, and this is why I don't want the NFL to expand. There's not enough good quarterbacks to go around. And, you know, the, the Houston really suffered at the quarterback position last year. Oh, yeah. And Four different I'd quarterbacks, see, man. I'd hate to see more teams with that type of position, you know, with that – type of situation it it, it it really i don't want to see that and that's one of the reasons i don't want the nfl to expand yep all right let's move on to the third guy i got here is an offensive lineman kalichi also also from uh, the baltimore ravens who's a uh, pro bowl caliber pro bowl caliber guard um and he, he can also be uh, uh he's also capable of starting a tackle um and he's only been in the league for four years, and, and he, now he's a free agent. Um, he was on that 2012 Super Bowl uh, season for the Ravens. Um, and he's an offensive lineman, a guard, that um, I would think uh, a lot of these teams that need offensive linemen. I'm thinking the um, – the, um, uh, San Diego Chargers are one team that needs uh, offensive linemen. Uh, Philip Rivers is getting hammered. Uh, another team, uh, and it's, this quarterback, I think he's had the most sacks uh, in the league for the last two years, um, is uh, Ryan Tannehill. And I think uh, the Miami Dolphins need help on the offensive line also. Uh, what's your thoughts on Caliche Osemele from the Baltimore Ravens? Well, until he gets to another team, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, but now he's a free agent. Yeah, he's another gentleman who looks to be uh, improving uh, his lifestyle uh, a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can't have too many good linemen. I mean, uh, if if you're lucky in the NFL, you have five good linemen who play well together. And that's Mm -hmm. what helped win the Giants two Super Bowls. You know, Mm -hmm. they didn't have, you know, you know, they, they had a couple guys who had been to a couple pro bowlers, but they didn't have, you know, uh, Orlando Pace. They didn't have guys like that. And they didn't miss a lot of games. They played well together. And uh, uh, and if you have uh, one or two studs in a good line, uh, you know, you, you could really do well. I'll, I'll tell you, Dallas probably has the best offensive line in the NFL. And, you know, with, I think, at least three first-round draft picks in that group, uh I was surprised they didn't do well as well when Romo was out. Because when your line is that good, 
you could sometimes get by with an average quarterback. I guess their, their backup yeah, the, quarterbacks the, were below average. Matt so, Castle, you know, Brandon Whedon, they, they were really yeah. bad, man. Whedon disappointed me. And Castle, you know, especially a quarterback, you're bringing a guy during the season, it's too complicated. It doesn't work out well. They, they need training camp, you know. It's not like right. baseball. You could just bring in a guy and he could just step right in and start – Rocking it, it's not like that with quarterbacks and, and and a lot of other positions in football, but especially the quarterback. I mean, the only exceptions would be uh, if the guy has played in an almost identical system, and, and I think that's sometimes what they look for if they're bringing in a guy during the season. But it doesn't work like that. I can't remember the last time they sign a quarterback off the street and he just steps in and starts starts swinging it. It just doesn't happen. No, you're right. It just doesn't happen. And, and let me put it this way: he may, he may, and I'll say it like this: he may get lucky for a game or two, but for on, on a consistent basis, uh, it, it won't happen because uh, um, the defense will catch up to him, uh, kept up to him, whatever tricks uh, or, or ways that the team is trying to hide the deficiencies in that quarterback. Because if he's a backup, for, he's a backup for a reason. Let me put it that way. He, he's a, a guy that not normally on a team, and, and he, he gets on a, on a team he, he because he's been sitting for a while. Um, that there's a reason for that, uh, and, and he gets caught up to quite quite quickly, uh, and and he normally doesn't do that well. Um, let's move on to um, except for maybe a, a, a Kirk Cousins. That that's an exception to the rule. He stepped in. And was able to play well uh, throughout the year, even though he had little bumps in the, in the road. But for the most part, he played well, and he and he and he got the franchise tag right now. So, um, and, and they're working on a long co- contract. And from what I, what I understand, not getting off the beaten path. But Kirk Cousins is looking for a twenty million dollar year contract off of one year. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a quarterback, and just like you said, Mama, you got a son, raise him to be a quarterback. Let me put it that way. You get paid. Um, let's move on to the uh, the number four guy here. Not necessarily the number four guy overall. It's just the number four guy we're talking about right now. He's a cornerback. Uh, since they have oversized wideouts uh, that are are, are more than, uh, um, including this present draft class that's going to be coming, uh, oversized wideouts. Um, they like uh, defenses are looking for. Um, uh, long lean um, cornerbacks, six three, two eighteen pounder coming out of Kansas City, who, who they have very had one of the best defenses in the league. Sean Smith, um, quite naturally, he's going to be in high demand because he's a six three, two eighteen, and can defend these uh, oversized wideouts. Um, uh, come to mind. Uh, the Giants, they need uh, uh, secondary help. The Saints need secondary help. Uh, I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head um, that would need secondary help would be the um, – let me think here. Maybe the Patriots uh, may, may may need help. I don't think they're going to be looking for Sean Smith. Um, trying to go down the uh, – uh, maybe the Jets. Uh, they got, just got rid of uh, Antonio Cromartie. Uh, they may be in 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 a market for a um, a, a big uh, cornerback from a decent defense. Um, 
and so and Tom Bowles is, is, is a defensive minded coach. So there's a there's a few teams that I'm thinking that needs a DB help. Uh, your thoughts, Jeff, on uh, Sean Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head because not only is he a good corner, he's the, the really hard to find guy that everybody wants. And mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Cromartie, I mean, in his prime, I mean, he was one of the few guys who could uh, cover Randy Moss. You know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's really hard to find those those you know those tall corners who could run. Uh, I mean. The Giants had a guy years ago, uh, Dave Thomas, not not the guy who, you know, who started Wendy's, but, you know, the other Dave Thomas. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he was he, he was a big corner. He, he was, I think, 6'3", but he, he was not the fastest guy. Um, you know, but, but you know, uh, Cromartie, he's both. He's tall and, and fast. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the kind of corner they're looking for. And the thing is, uh, you know, uh, Good corners are hard to find. You you want two good starting corners, especially uh, some some defenses. If you blitz a lot and do a lot of things, you you want corners who can take care of their man one on one. So, you know, uh, you know the uh, probably besides the quarterbacks, the guys who who get the bucks are in demand. Uh, left tackle and corner those 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 guys uh, you you build your franchise around. Okay. Now these next three guys are well, the next four guys really <clears throat> are guys that it's unbelievable that they are um free agents, but it is what it is. Okay, we got a caller from the eight four seven. Um not sure about this caller. We'll see oh, who oh, he is. That might be my pal from Chicago. I don't know, I got a feeling. Okay. Or maybe uh, call not. But caller from the eight four seven. Um, welcome to the FSP Crew Show. State your name and tell us what you got to say. Call, call from the eight four seven. You there? Call from the eight four seven. You there? Oh, he hung up. Well, he's that he got disconnected anyway. All right, uh, this number five guy, and I'm really surprised that this guy. Uh, I'm surprised, but I'm not. Because I don't know if, if it, it was because that he was he was playing for a an, another contract, and a lot of these guys play for uh, their next contract have uh, not career years, um, but have a really good year, uh, and I think that's why Doug Martin um, got uh, is, is is a free agent from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He rushed for more than fourteen hundred yards twice in his four year career. Uh, he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, the problem with him is his durability, durability after injuries cost him a season's worth of games between 2013 and 2014. Um, I think he was second in rushing behind uh, Adrian Peterson this year. And I'm surprised that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided to uh, let him go to free agency and test the market. What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, let me put it this way. Doug Martin can be used on a lot of teams that need a, 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 a running back. Um, the Texans need a running back, even though I think they're going to go into the draft to, to grab a running back. Um, the Patriots are looking for a, 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 a running back um, that can be a dual threat. The um, I'm trying to think who else 
is looking for a running back uh, in, oh, my God, Patriots, the uh, the Jets, because Chris Ivory may not be there, and Bilal Powell, I think both those guys are free agents. So they they may be they they may be cleaned uh, uh, out. Uh, and they, these guys may go to uh, some other teams. Um, so Doug Martin uh, had been a a very good back, um, albeit that he's had injuries um, uh, bleeding from 2013 into the 2014 season. But he had a stellar year. Um, like I said, 1,400 yards twice in his four-year career. He's only been in the league four years. Uh, so he's still a young guy. Uh, the knock on him is can he stay healthy. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on Doug Martin, uh, Jeff? Yeah, you know, he had a very nice comeback season. and uh, But, you know, availability is huge. I mean, somebody's going to pay him nice money, but not huge money. Uh you know, he, he should have some good seasons left. But, I mean, it just goes to show that uh, the running back position has been de-emphasized because uh, mo- most teams use some sort of committee and they don't want to pay a ton of money to a running back. I mean, you could quantify it because teams now that don't draft running backs in the first round like they used to, you know. And, and it even goes to college because, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I don't want to sound like Oscar to Grouch Robertson. You know, back in my day, <laughs> running backs mm-hmm. would get the Heisman, and then they'd be the number one pick, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just, uh, I guess now it is more of a passing game. That's part of it. It's more of a running back committee. Uh, and, uh, you know, team, teams don't want to pay the huge bucks to the running back because, uh, you know, they could uh, – Frequently, there's other guys who are who are adequate, and uh, there's other positions where they'd rather spend the money and invest the first round draft picks. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the next guy, number six on this uh, list. I have is a tackle. <clears throat> he's he's overshadowed by his uh, All Pro teammate, uh, but nonetheless, this guy has missed a game in four years. He never missed a start in four years. Um, He's graded as the second-best right tackle in the NFL in 2015 by Pro Football Focus. His brother Jeff, a guard, is also a free agent, and this guy is is a tackle. I'm talking about Mitchell Swartz from the Cleveland Browns. Um, He's a free agent. If this guy is – that's why I'm saying these next four guys, and we went two of them already, is uh, I'm surprised that these guys are free agents. If they're producing and producing at a high level, why would you let these guys go to free agency and possibly leave your team and leave a gap in uh, that position on your team? Um, What's your thoughts on uh, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, a um, a, uh, uh, very good tackle, um, comparable to Joe Thomas, but doesn't get the rec- recognition, even though he does get recognized by pro football focus. Well, in case you haven't heard, Jews are taking over the NFL, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I'll tell you, though, the, the Giants, they signed the wrong Schwartz. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, it was almost like uh, – 
you know, years ago when they drafted Mark Bavaro, there's a lot of Italian Americans in uh, North Jersey, and the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he was such a good player. You know, people wouldn't care if he, you know, where his family's from or whatever. People love the guy, but you know, uh, he was very, he was warmly embraced by the Italian fans, and uh, yeah, fans are pretty excited uh, about having a Schwartz playing for the Giants. I think they, they've had Jewish players before, and because you, you know what I mean. There's not a lot of Jews in the NFL because there's just not a lot of Jews, period. I mean, you know, there's maybe in the East Coast, you know, we we, uh, we represent, but a lot of other places we don't. We're only 2% of the population, so we're not going to be a big big chunk in the NFL. Uh, right. You know, uh, Giants had another Jewish offensive lineman, you know, because we're, we're big dudes, you know, uh, uh, Mike <laughs> Rosenthal. Uh, right. And he was pretty good. And uh, even though he went to Notre Dame, he might have been the only Rosenthal at Notre Dame. But, hey, it's, it's a very good university. It's a good football program. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then he finished his career in Miami. I always say, no, that's where we go to retire, okay? Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Schwartzes are – well, uh, Jeff is a disappointment. I don't even know if someone will sign him a contract. But Mitch is pretty good. And, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, with the cap, uh, the downside of the cap is sometimes – a team likes a player, a player likes the team, the fans like the guy, and they just can't fit it because they got to pay other dudes, you know, and that's unfortunately this is what they had to do to create some kind of labor piece, and this is, you know, cap decisions. And, you know, when you sign player A to the big bucks, it means you can't give the big bucks to players B and C, and teams got to make these tough decisions, um, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, these things happen sometimes and guys become available who, you, you know, you're very surprised, but, uh, it does happen. The Cleveland Browns, just so you know, Jeff, are ranked sixth in cap space. They have, um, approximately over four, $47 million in cap space. Um, so, uh, I don't know who they're and they're they're um, they're what their their pro all pro their Pro Bowl center Alex Mack has uh, opted out of his contract, so he's looking to go uh, someplace else also. So that's two guys off the offensive line. Two guys off the offensive line. One being your center, the other being a tackle that. Um, one's a free agent and one's opt out of his contract. So in essence, he's a free agent also that looking to go elsewhere, looking to get paid. Um, Hugh Jackson has to, Hugh Jackson and company have that to deal with besides uh, um, trying to find a quarterback. So uh, for those who don't know, top five teams, I just named the Cleveland Browns. I'll give you the top five teams that have the most cap space and the Giants being one of them. Uh, the Jaguars are at the, are at the top with 83 million. The Oakland Raiders, the number two with 74 million, just a little over 74. The Giants are number three with 58 and a half million dollars. San Francisco 49ers are at, at $55 million um, with cap space. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which are number five with um, just short of $49.5 million. Um, so you would expect 
these top five teams. Now, there's other teams that that um, have over forty million dollars in cap space. Houston Texans being the tenth one, um, and that's the last team that has over forty million, forty-one million dollars, uh, forty million dollars uh, in cap space. Um, uh, you would think that uh, there would be a lot of movement coming uh, up this Monday, the um, the seventh. Uh, and, and there'd be a lot of free agents and, and, and money being flown around and, uh, with these free agents to grab the talent. Cause I do believe there's a lot of talent out there um, that for some reason, other teams and teams with cap space decide not to, not to uh, retain their own players. Now it may happen, but um, these guys are, are free agents and and they're going to go with where the best offer is, in, in my opinion. And a lot of these guys are going to go to places where they think they can get a better record or get get a chance to get into the playoffs and 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 make a decent run in the playoffs. Uh, one of these guys, um, he, he's a four year starter. Um, he he thinks he's about to cash in, so he fired his agent and reportedly rejected a lucrative offer from the Rams. And he's one of the better corners in the league, and he's he's a free agent. Especially when the league, uh, these defenses are looking for uh, very good corners. Janoris Jenkins from the Los Angeles, excuse me, Janoris Jenkins from the Los Angeles Rams is on the market and is probably going to get paid uh, within the next week or so. What's your thoughts on Janoris Jenkins? Yeah. Uh... He's another thoroughbred, uh, you know. Uh, uh, he, he's going to improve uh, his family, his his family's lifestyle. Um, tell you though, it's like uh, sometimes with the, this free agent period, it's it's tough, and once it's almost like musical chairs, and you just you don't want your team to be the one that loses a guy and doesn't get a decent replacement, you know. And mm-hmm. but but the, the thing I like about the free agency is. You know, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the draft. You know, I think the free agency is better for need. You know, because you, you're going to get a guy who could step in right away, and, and the draft is more for talent. Because you shouldn't draft for need; you should draft for talent. That usually works right. out much better in the long run. Right. Yeah. The the and the Rams are number eight in the list on on the cap space. They 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 have forty six million dollars. Uh, a little over forty-six million dollars available in cap space, um, so I think uh, I'm pretty sure the Rams and Jeff Fisher being a defensive guy, especially a DB at one point, that he wants to keep Janoris Jenkins and keep that continuity in, in the uh, defensive backfield of the Los Angeles Rams. Another guy, and this is another one off the Super Bowl winning team. Uh, you know, when these guys win the Super Bowl, especially when these guys win the Super Bowl and, and they're free agents. They really want to get paid, and linebacker Danny Trevathan is no no uh, um is is just that guy. Um, he only he, he just turned twenty six in March, um, and he can cover a lot of ground uh, and 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 play in, in uh, different schemes. He's not um, tied to one type of scheme, whether it's three four or four three. He's not tied to one scheme. Uh, Danny Trevathan um, is looking to get paid too. Uh, what's your thoughts on Danny Trevathan, uh, um, Jeff? 
Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, when it comes to pass rushers, uh, and this is a pretty simple uh, idea, usually you need two. And if you got two, you got one on one side, one on the other, Right. you're going to do a lot of damage like Denver did, you know. And if they lose Trevathan, I'll tell you, uh, you know, Miller looks like a real stud, obviously. But, sure. it, you know, if they don't put another good pass rusher on the other side, it's going to make things a little harder for Miller. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, when you when you got a you know bookend pass rushers, uh, you you could really get some heat on the quarterback. So I think they're trying to work something out with them. But uh, there's so many other teams looking for a pass rusher, uh, they might not be able to afford it. All right, this uh, this guy here, number nine, uh, he's a free agent. I don't think he's going to get too much uh, attention. Um, he's not much of a blocker. He's strictly a uh, catching tight end, or more or less an oversized receiver. And he did have a down year um, this past past year. I'm talking about none other than a tight end from the Indianapolis Colts, Colby Fleener. Uh, I think he signs back with the um, Indianapolis Colts because um, I don't. I think his skill set is not really in high demand in, for any other team. Uh, and uh, he would probably best serve and probably take a decent contract from the, even though he's a free agent from the um, Colts, uh, rather than try to test his wares, even though he's a free agent, um, and try to go to another team. I think he, his best bet is to, 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 to stay where his uh, um, college roommate and fellow uh, uh, Stanford um, alumni, uh, Andrew Luck, could be throwing him the football uh, come 2016 season. So Kobe Fleener, I think, is, is probably going to stay back in Indianapolis. I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere else. And, and I, in that vein, I don't think he would be as, as effective if he went somewhere else. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that's, you know, sounds like a good evaluation. But, you know, you never know. Once in a while – a guy will get signed to a decent contract, and you're just thinking, you know, what film are they looking at, you know? Right, uh, right. So you, you never know. I mean, they do have another tight end, but they use a lot of two tight end sets. So uh, it's not like uh, they're alternating. They, they play a lot at the same time. I'll tell you, talking about – you want to talk about a tight end who doesn't block uh, uh, Jimmy Graham. I, I, yep. It might be difficult because of the contract. I, I'll tell you, Seattle should try shopping him around because – that offense exploded after he got hurt. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, You're right. And, and those those uh, wide receivers of theirs really blossomed. And uh, it, it, he he didn't fit in with that offense. They didn't want to change the offense. He gets hurt. Boom. The offense goes through the roof. I'm serious. They they should trade him. Trade him for a six pack. I don't care if it's warm. The guy's making a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and really, I don't think he's worth the money that they paid him for what he does. In Seattle, so uh, and I think they may come to re- that re- realization uh, before the uh, 2016 season. You never know; uh, he could be on a move somewhere. You never know. Anyway, let's, number ten is Damon Harrison. He's out of he's a no tackle from the Jets. Um, uh, some say he doesn't get the same attention as his fellow Jets line, line mates, but Harris, Harrison may literally, literally be the biggest reason. Um, 
the the Jets were ranked second in run defense, six four, three hundred and fifty pounds. Um, the Jets, um, uh, they have guys that they need to sign. I don't know if this guy is going to go back with the Jets. Um, uh, they got other guys that had more high profile than Damon Harrison. Uh, what's your thoughts on Mr. Harrison uh, staying with the Jets or going to a team like they, they need help? Uh, I, I can na- name this team every time uh, on a defensive player, and I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints. They need help badly uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and Damon Harrison could be the foundation for uh, for the, against the run defense. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I heard uh, on the local radio uh, – some of the experts think the Jets might not be able to afford to keep them, and it's a situation where you know, of course, they want to keep them, you know, uh, but they're paying these other defensive linemen uh, good money, and uh, right. maybe they can get by because they got so much other talent on the defensive line. Maybe they can get by with an average nose tackle at an average salary. Uh, yeah, the thing I don't like about the cap is, I mean, we're kind of stuck with it, and at least. Yep. It has given some labor peace. But it's almost like, you know, the Jets drafted well, you know, for the defensive lineman. Now it's almost like you, you get penalized for it because, you know, you, you draft well, you develop your players well, and then, boom, four years, even if you want to pay them, you can't because of the cap. It, you know, it, it kind of stinks a little. But, you know, you almost wish there was, some, you know, some more exceptions so that teams could keep a little more in their homegrown talent. Yep. All right. Uh, we got about two minutes here. I'm, I'm not going to go down every one of these. I'm going to name them um, the next six off the bat, and you just tell me who you think is the most important uh, one, number one, number two, number three, uh, out of the six. Uh, number eleven is Lamar Miller. Number twelve is Jason Pierre-Paul. Number uh, thirteen is uh, Russell Okun. From Seattle, uh, number C, we talked about this guy already, Alex Mack um, from Cleveland, the, the center. Um, 15 is Chris Ivory. And Mario Williams, we also talked about, is a defensive end. Give me one, two, three. The, mo- at, at the, the, most, the most important or the most um, the most uh, uh, needed. Mac is very important, um, and uh, Okung is important. Um, those are the two that stand out. But those, you know, the other guys are, are some very good players. I mean, you know, Miller's pretty good. He's been pretty productive. Williams is productive when healthy, and you know, rushing the pass is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Okung and uh, Mac, they, they, I guess, they stand out with that. And you know. Uh, did you say um, uh, Chris Ivory or Bilal Powell? I said uh, Chris Ivory, and I also said oh. JPP. So okay. it's Lamar Miller, JPP. JPP. Unfortunately, that's an injury I don't think he's going to recover. I mean, he can maybe learn to compensate better. Um, I'll tell you that Ivory, he runs angry. He should be called Chris Angry. Uh, but the thing is, with those kind of runners, like uh, remember, uh, oh, uh, who was, um, oh, Marion Barber? Was that the guy's name? 
the one who played for Dallas who used to run yes. looking for collisions. Those yes. guys don't don't last long, unfortunately. Right, they don't because uh, it, because it's they they uh, are so violent in their running. Um, they t- tend to physically wear down, um, and, and the t- tendency to have very short careers. Um, for the simple fact, they look they're looking for contact. All right, Jeff, we went, came to the end of the show. Um, fortunately, we didn't get to any um, combine uh, and uh, major league baseball, but uh, it is what it is. We all, we'll also be back here next week, uh, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Thursday night. Uh, Jeff and I will be talking about uh, whatever. Um, uh, well, we we'll talk. We'll be talking probably about the free agencies that that got, the free agents that have gotten signed. Um, and uh, uh, some of those that uh, are still out there and trying to figure out why they're not signed and uh, where they may go. Uh, so I'm going to lay it on you first, Jeff, before uh, I, I close the show out. you uh, have any parting um, remarks before we uh, call it a week? Right, well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, tune in next week. All right, people. Uh, like I said, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be here talking about um, uh, sports like we always do. Um, I won't be there on Saturday. I have to go to a um, a uh, event that precludes me from going on the FSP show with Vic Gardner at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon. But I will be there. Excuse me. I will be back on the master plan. On Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune in for that. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, uh, more about uh, the NFL and and more about fantasy baseball, which is right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are in uh, spring training. Let me put it that way. Is in effect. They started the spring training games, if I'm not mistaken, or, uh, or soon to be. Uh, so baseball, believe it or not, is right around the corner. Um, So we'll be talking a little bit about that fantasy baseball thing, too. Uh, Without further ado, enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, uh, Stay safe. Uh, If you're in the East Coast, you're about to get some snow. Hopefully it's not that much. And uh, uh, weather the storm, so to speak. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics Ain't no other talk show hot as this Cover every sport and we get it all right Log on the site, you can listen tonight Talk about the game, who in first place You can even call up, state your own case Football, b-ball, soccer too Log on, ain't nobody stopping you It's Fantasy, sports, and politics crew